I'm from California, but I actually, let's see if this works. There we go. Grew up in Vienna, Austria. And in the class that I was in, I went to a school where almost all the kids came from somewhere else and spoke other languages. In my class of 23, there were kids from 17 different countries. So I grew up with many different languages all around. My parents were originally from China. They immigrated to the US and ended up being English teachers for other new immigrants. And they ended up working at the United Nations. My mother was a simultaneous interpreter, and my father became an econ economic development officer. I grew up with so many, so many different languages all around me, and I still remember what it was like to visit my parents at work. To enter the UN, you had to walk past a ring of flags, one flag for all of the 193 sovereign nations represented at the United Nations. The UN was founded to maintain international peace and security. So being able to understand each other was incredibly critical. You had to have an enormous degree of trust in your translator, that in addition to the definition of the words you were saying, they understood your intent and meaning. So I learned that to learn another language was to learn another culture. For example, in Chinese, Family is incredibly important. And your position in your family is incredibly important. So I don't only just have a sister, I have a younger sister, Mei Mei, an older sister, Jie Jie. I don't only have a grandmother, I have a maternal grandmother, Wai Po, or a paternal grandmother, Nai Nai. That's important to get right. And that's part of the culture. We speak 7,000 different languages today in the world. And if this past year has taught me anything, it's that we have countless ideas of what an ideal society actually looks like. What is our culture? We need help to understand each other and find common ground. Translators help us build bridges in vocabulary and, to some degree, culture. But as we become much more connected in the world today, through social media and other technologies, we're much more empowered to share all of our beliefs and our opinions. And in sharing, we're finding that right now, we're conflating opinions with truth. Nationalist propaganda is on the rise in the world today, um, and people are being pushed to extremes. Many countries, including the US and in the UK, are divided within themselves as well. In times like this, we need a new kind of translator, a new kind of truth teller. When everyone has a different perspective, what is truth? I know the previous speaker was talking a little bit about this as well. Truth is based on facts, facts are based on data. And at Udacity, for example, we value strong opinions. It means you care, you have a point of view, you're thinking. But when we have data, that supersedes any opinions we have in the decisions we make. 
we want to be very data-driven and not just opinion-driven. It's hard to disagree with someone when they present an argument based on data and facts. That's true whether you believe the world is flat or round, people still debate this apparently, or wh whether vaccines save lives or cause autism, or whether unregulated access to firearms leads to higher rates of violence and mortality. And by the way, I love these kids. They're amazing. Data, facts, and science can help us lead, lead us to the truth. And data literacy is more important than ever. An educated world is a better world. The better informed we are, the better we are able to work together to solve some of the world's biggest problems, like climate change, poverty, hunger, disease. But like I said, we're living in complicated times. And adding to the confusion is an onslaught of data. By 2025, we will have 75 billion connected devices around the world, according to Statista. All outfitted with multiple sensors, gathering and generating endless amounts of data. We need someone to translate that mess of information into digestible, actionable, meaningful insights. We need help to understand our new world, and we need a new kind of universal language. We need a new kind of translator. And we need data science. We need more people from different backgrounds to become data scientists. If data is one of our universal languages of the future, we need more data scientists and storytellers and translators. And they are the storytellers who will help us make sense of it all. They can help us determine what needs fixing. They can run all the possible computations to see what outcomes are most likely. And data science, much more though than just, than just charts and graphs, it's much more than just statistics. Data science requires multiple skills. It requires computer programming in languages like Python, advanced analytics, data mining, machine learning, artificial intelligence, plus business acumen and communication skills. Talk about a unicorn. On top of that, some data scientists also need to be psychologists, parsing through data to determine patterns of behavior. And all of them need to be ethicists. And data science teams need to be diverse and broad so they can represent the broader population and be free from bias in their work. Data scientists can also drive social change. When they work in partnerships with engineers, builders, entrepreneurs, they're able to use the power of data science to solve really big problems. There's a company in San Francisco called Planet that makes disposable small satellites that orbit the Earth, and they call these satellites doves. These doves take lots of detailed pictures of our planet, enough to image the Earth every single day. And so far, Planet has collected seven pe petabytes worth of data in any given month. And they can show you the change over time in the size of polar ice caps, for example, or the shrinking rainforests, as you see here. 
Once you can accurately measure what's happening, you can make better decisions about where to invest and where to have impact. From tsunamis in Japan, hurricanes in the Caribbean, to erupting volcanoes in Hawaii, natural disasters often come with little warning, leaving governments and emergency crews unprepared. The data scientists at Figure 8 are making it possible for first responders to help more people and faster. Figure 8 collected and translated pleas for help over text messages and social media from people during disasters, including the earthquake that devastated Haiti. They shared this data with our students at Udacity to build their machine learning model using natural language processing as a hands-on, real-world learning project. And the goal? To create a system that uses machine learning, social media and text messages as a search and rescue tool. What they build will make it possible to analyze these text messages that come in from all over the world and classify them using natural language processing. And the CTO of the company shared how he was inspired by the fieldwork that he had done earlier in his career using machine learning to improve relief efforts for natural disasters. So data science saves lives. There are so many problems and opportunities for data scientists to solve, yet not enough of them to help us. Eight out of every 10 data scientists say there's a talent shortage in their field. And McKinsey estimates that the market is going to reach 80, 187 billion this year, and that there are 4 million big data-related jobs in the US alone. And by 2018, next year, that there's a shortage of 190,000 data workers. Udacity's working on that. Already nearly 5,000 of our students have graduated from our various data programs in this past year alone. And our data analyst nanodegree program students tell us that after going through the program, they've earned an average increase in salary of 17,000 in this last year. To build on that early success, actually today, we're launching our online data scientist nanodegree program. And an enrollment starts today. Classroom opens on June 5th. I was told to make sure that everyone knows that. Um, and this builds on our existing programs in data and business analytics. Students will apply programming, statistics, big data, and machine learning to tackle real-world um, data science tasks, such as building recommendation engines, designing A-B tests, optimizing campaigns, analyzing text with natural language processing, and predicting churn. Kaggle and Bertelsmann have advised us on all of this um, program. Um, they've advised us on machine learning. Figure 8 Technologies provides insight on data engineering. Insight helped us build a Spark course and design a project to predict customer churn. And Starbucks and IBM Watson contribute to our lessons on experiment design and recommendations. In addition to learning new schools, Udacity students gain real-world experience by building a portfolio of projects co-designed by our industry partners. And at Udacity, we are designed and built by and for industry to solve the real-world problems that they see today. And we even provide students with career services, such as guidance on resumes and LinkedIn or their profiles on GitHub. And our students get to meet with experts and residents in all their programs, professionals in the field who are leading teams of data scientists at companies including Airbnb, Amazon, Google, IBM, and Slack. This end-to-end -end training 
along with a belief in the power of lifelong learning for people for all walks of life, is empowering our students to make a difference. These are some of our data program partners that are working on this new program today. Jaya Sharma is a student who learned data analysis and visualization with us. And Jaya shared that she always dreamt of becoming a data scientist, but she just didn't have the right training. She took our program, got some help through our career services, and now she's working at the AIDS Research Center in Wisconsin, working on their data to look at patterns and to do um, quantitative analysis there. Alexandra Campino is another student using data science to fight hackers. He was originally an aerospace engineer and enjoyed analyzing big sets of data to find patterns and predict outcomes. And today, he's working at Zillow, a public-traded online real estate company, to reverse engineer the methods used by bots and hackers in order to stop them before they can cause damage. These are just two of our students, and I think we can all agree that people, helping people fight AIDS and stopping hackers is important work for our students. At Udacity, we educate the people who will design and build the future. Our mission is to, to democratize education and level the economic playing field. Our moonshot is actually to double the world's GDP. And we want to do that by increasing access to the most relevant education out there that's growing the jobs of today and the future. We want to build a diverse and powerful workforce of people who can meet the growing global demand for technology and data literate people. To do so, we don't just teach data science, we use it actually every day. So far, 8 million students from over 160 countries have studied with us, and as they learn, they teach us. We leverage the collective power of data science and technology to improve our Udacity learning experience, because our goal isn't just to teach students, our goal is that the students learn, and that they actively learn. We analyze anonymized data such as student feedback, refund rates, program progression rates, and our, as our students progress through the courses, we ask them to give us a grade. A snapshot of that. Can you imagine a university professor asking them to give a grade after every, every single lecture? That's what we do. And so far, we've received nearly 1.6 million responses since launching this feature in this year. This allows us to dive into each and every learning lesson on a regular basis to see how we're doing and make improvements. We will often make substantial changes based on student feedback and our internal data. In this case, we noticed a number of students got stuck on this lesson about data visualization. And we went back and reviewed specific survey results to see what was causing the problem. It turned out the material was too text-heavy and visually crowded. See an example here. And so we revamped it and cleaned it up and simplified the graphics and added a helpful video. And you can see the results here. After we made the changes, we saw an immediate and significant improvement in student completion rates and satisfaction scores. And our curriculum is a living, breathing learning experience that is updated on a monthly, weekly, even daily basis based on the data that we see. In addition to using data science to iterate on course material, we also use it to help our students. The idea is that if we use data to identify which students are likely to fall behind, 
we can come up with a plan to motivate them and empower those students to succeed. Our data scientists designed a system we call GritNet. In GritNet, we anonymously track every single click and learning actions our students perform in our online and mobile classrooms, as well as every interaction they have with their mentors. And then we fed this data into a machine learning model we created to help us predict the likely outcome for each student. Will they graduate? If yes, when? If not, what barriers are in their way? And we proactively reach out to the students that we see that are likely to fall behind, even before they fall behind. That might mean pointing, pointing them to prerequisite content, to new nuggets of knowledge, or it might mean connecting them with their mentor for extra help. And we're able to change their trajectory. It turns out that machine learning helps human learning. I know that not everyone can get access to higher education, even in countries that offer free university tuition. Many of our students have families to support and can't afford to take the time off to learn during traditional hours. Others are suffocating under mountains of student debt. I know that might be unique to the US especially. And still others are unable to get into universities that have very stringent admission requirements. All of those barriers make it harder to break into the careers of the future. We cannot leave people behind. At Udacity, we want to tear down those barriers and level the economic playing field, unleash the power of human potential, and allow many more perspectives and voices at the table to help us grow not just our economy, but help us also find solutions to the toughest collective challenges we have today. Udacity and our partners offer multiple options for people who can't afford tuition, and our schedules are designed to be flexible. So far, nearly 300,000 Udacity scholarships have been awarded around the world in partnerships with companies like AT&T, Google, NVIDIA, Bertelsmann, Lyft, and Accenture. People are taking advantage of this new access to education and embracing the idea of lifelong learning. And their stories are incredible. Ildiko Fekete is a working mom. She lives in Hungary with her two small children. And she earned, actually, a degree in language and literature, but had a hard time finding a good-paying job and wanted something more for herself and her family. So she applied and she got a scholarship through Google, which helped her pay for the Udacity Android Basics nano degree. And she completed the course in about four months and is now working as a graphic designer and Android developer. She also created an app called Greenfeet, which helps you measure your carbon imprint. As a daughter of immigrants who escaped a civil war, I feel for the refugees of today, and I know many of you do as well. We've all read the stories of families leaving everything behind to seek out a better life. Many struggle to find their way up and out of refugee camps because they're unable to land a job without formal degrees, or their prior degrees are just no longer recognized. At Udacity, we believe if you give someone an opportunity to learn, they will rise to the challenge. And we've seen it happen over and over again. We have worked with organizations, including Code Door, the UN High Commission of Refugees, and Recoded to provide scholarships to these kinds of groups. 
Mohammed is a student from Syria. He studied English literature and worked as a teacher there. But when he fled and arrived in Germany in 2016, he found that his teaching degree was no longer recognized. If he wanted to become a teacher, he had to go back to school. But he had a family to support and a baby on the way. Since he had to start over again, he decided to look for a path and a career that had a lot more, much forward promise, and a much more secure career path. So, with a scholarship from Udacity and support from Codedoor, he is now working in design and front-end development at Blomquist Design, after studying with us. And these are more of our scholarship students who have received grants, and they traveled to Google I/O this year and also visited Udacity Mountain View. If we can all commit to lifelong learning and seek the truth, we can work together to help each other navigate the future. On this front, we've prepared a little something for you to help you all commit to the same mission. If you reach under your seats, and for the people who are standing up, we'll have them at the door. You'll find a little fortune cookie taped underneath your seat. Open up your fortune cookie. Feel free to exchange your fortunes with your neighbors. We're making this interactive. And inside, you will see a commitment that you can make this year in the same mission. So enjoy. Our society needs people who can help us interpret the facts, discover the truth, and build a better world. And all of you, I know, are participating in some way, and we can do more. At Udacity, we believe if you educate someone and prepare them for meaningful careers, they will not only build a better life for themselves and their families. But also for the rest of society, we believe anyone who wants to learn deserves to be educated. Everyone deserves to be future literate and future proof. Lifelong learning is for people who are still in school, for people who are unemployed and looking for a new path, for people who already have jobs and want to reach for a promotion or make a change. We are for parents who want to provide a better life for their kids, for the worker who wants to keep up with the changing world and the changing market, for purpose-driven do-gooders, for refugees, for every gender, every religion, every ethnicity. At Udacity, our first and core value is to be students first. Ultimately, we believe lifelong education is for you. Thank you. <laughs>